nation. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. So all kinds of nonsense is going on in marriages. Because we are not bold enough to tackle some of these things. All in the name of Christianity. Who told you, if God doesn't like sex, he wouldn't have created it for marriage. Some of you don't even bath. You come sweating and you have not bathed and you want to embrace your wife, kiss your wife, sleep with your wife. You go and eat garlic and eat other things, your mouth will be smelling and that is when you want to kiss. You don't paste. When you hold a woman as if you are holding a log. She, she has also become barry in your hands. She's not romantic. Who told you you don't have a feelings? You have a feelings. So stop that pretending and say, me, me, pastor, I don't have a feeling. Who told you you don't have a feeling? You are denying yourself and pretending. If you meet somebody who can turn you on your toes, you'll be spinning and your head will be... Please, appear good. Tell somebody, appear good. Be appetizing to your husband or be appetizing to your wife. Look young, look smart. Some of you enroll even into some gyms. Go and do exercise. Do you know why the Chinese man is always powerful? Because they do waste exercise a lot. So that they can keep power. You don't keep power, you you step on the accelerator. You are not got here anywhere. You can't climb any mountain. Then you are coming down. Husband. Go and get treatment to take care of your home. For the fact that a woman is not speaking does not mean the woman is happy. Listen, every man that you have a wife and you can't take your wife to orgasm level is a problem. Because the orgasm is what makes a woman satisfied. But women can pretend. You think she's shouting. <laughs> Put your hands together. <laughs> Remember, I said marriage. I didn't say if you are not married. If you are not married, whatever you are doing is calabule. Change. Say, so let the husband render to his wife the affection due her. The husband, render to your wife the affection due her. Likewise, also the wife to her husband. Verse 4, he said, 
The wife does not have authority over her own body. You have women saying that uh, you are married. Said me, I wear jeans and go and sleep because it is my body. You are. It is not your body, oh. Tongue. It is not your body. So open the Jerusalem gate and let the man come in and do his his pastoral duty. It's not your body. <laughs> Pretend I say it's your body. Your body for where? The wife does not have authority over her own body. But the husband does. It's the husband. If the husband wants morning, afternoon, evening, whatever, that is for him. Unless you negotiate and tell him that master wants we a horse are The work of five Viagra. <laughs> Amen. But that is it. And he says that, and likewise, the husband does not have authority over his own body. But the wife does. So you the man, you don't say that, that is my body. No, no, no. So any man, when you take your body, which belongs to your wife, and you go and sleep with another woman, you are stolen from the woman. That is what it means. So the woman, when you also take your body and go and sleep with another man or go and do anything, you are also stolen from the man. So you are a thief. Check for me if there are some thieves here. Ask somebody, are you a suspect? <laughs> Put your hands together for the Lord's help. And he said, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. In other words, when it comes to issues of sex, don't say no, we can't do it. Unless you've agreed in the marriage for a reason. Either you are fasting or other one is sick. Or because of one issue or the other, you say, well, can we hold on for some time? Because maybe I'm nursing the children. Maybe I just gave birth and all those things. So we need some time for wounds to heal and all those things. Those things are there. That is the consent. But apart from that, nothing should stop you from coming together as husband and wife. So in other words, in marriage sense, don't starve each other. That's what the Bible is saying. Do not deprive one another. When you do that, it's a sin. Because one will be having a feeling or the other will be having a feeling and he cannot express the feeling. Where do you want him to go to? So people end up in the bathroom now masturbating. Because if I cannot go and sleep with somebody and I cannot have it, I have to masturbate. Or the women will start now working on themselves. Because if I cannot do it, let me do it on myself. That is what brings in all these kinds of sins and nonsense. Because God created the sex to help solve the problem. Because the feelings will come. But the sex is to solve the problem in a marriage contest. So if you deny the sex avenue, you create other avenues for the enemy to enter and destroy marriages. And that is why a lot of marriages are sick today. He said, do not deprive one another except with consent for a time. That you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer. And come together again so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control. Everybody doesn't have self-control. Don't let us fool ourselves. But you need to work on yourself to be able to maintain that self-control. Because self-control is the fruit of the spirit. Am I talking to somebody here? So, this is the key that you need to understand. Sex is important. I've heard people ask me, said, so if you are fasting, I know it's a question on your mind. So let me answer you before you come and ask me. So if you are fasting and your wife or your husband comes and wants to have sex, you yes, you have to. It doesn't spoil your fasting. When you finished, you continue. 
All that you know is that you have missed a point, but it's acceptable in the marriage context. It's not a sin. It doesn't destroy your fast. Madam Spiritual, Mr. Spiritual. Hello? That is what it means. He said, do not deprive one another. Except with consent for a time. So if I could not consent to it, it doesn't mean that I cannot have it. Afterwards, continue with what you are doing. Because if he doesn't come in and lack of self-control, I can be tempted to do something by the devil. Now, so let's now look. So I've given you the four reasons why God created sex. Is that okay? Are you okay with it? Now let's look at the dangers of sexual perversion. If you don't apply sex in its right context, what are the dangers? If you don't work with it. Oh, receive it. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 1 to 5. Then we'll jump to 9 to 13 because of time. He said, it is actually reported that there is sexual immorality among you. And such sexual immorality is not even named among the Gentiles. That a man as his father's wife. Do you know it is real? Verse 2, he said, and you are puffed up. In other words, instead of you to feel bad, you are arrogant. You are proud about it. And have not rather mourned. You have not rather felt bad. That he who has done this deed might be taken away from among you. For I indeed as absent in body but present in spirit have already judged as though I were present. Him who has so done this deed. He said in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ when you are gathered together alone with my spirit with the power of our Lord Jesus Christ verse 5 deliver such one to Satan for the destruction of the flesh that his spirit may be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus Christ. Is it written? He said you should deliver him for his spirit what? To be saved. But his body should be dealt with. Go to verse, I I said we'll jump to verse what? Verse what? Okay, so let's have nine. I wrote you in my epistle not to keep company with sexual immoral people. And he will explain. Yet, I certainly did not mean with the sexual immoral people of this world. Because the sexual immoral people of this world, we need to win them over to Christ. Do you not get the difference now? Okay. Or with the covetous, or extortionists, or idolaters. Since then, you will need to go out of the world. But now, I have written to you not to keep but now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother. Who is a brother? Oh, help me. Who is a brother? Your Christian brother now. Ah, don't pretend like you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the same thing to extension, a sister. He said, but now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or be an any brother. Somebody who wants to grab everything and doesn't care. Or an idolater. Somebody who goes to shrines. Or malam or voodoo. Or a reviler. Somebody who makes mockery. Or speaks ill about people. Or, an, or a drunkard. Somebody who doesn't joke with a bottle. 
Jackie bottles. No Brother in the church. Or an extortioner. Somebody that goes to do a part to collect money from people. Extort people. And he said, not even to eat with such a person. Not to do what? The house is quiet. Can I get some more offering? This Bible, eh? The things that are in it is dangerous. Not to even eat with such a person. Have I finished with the scripture? Is it up to 13? Okay. For what have I to do with judging those also who are outside? Do you not judge those who are inside? But those who are outside, God judges. In other words, those that are in the world, God is judging them. Therefore, put away from yourselves the evil person. The evil person. The next scripture is 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 9 to 20. He said, do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulteresses, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. Do you want to inherit the kingdom of God? Or do we want to inherit the kingdom of God? And this is what the word of God is telling us. It's a very serious thing. But you see, the word has made it so easy for us not to see the seriousness of such things. So we fall prey to them by the deception of the devil. But tomorrow, we'll realize that we'll stand before the Lord and these little things, we call them little forces, prevent us after we have suffered enough here. I tell somebody, it is an indictment for me to get tired here and get to heaven and God says, I don't know you. I don't know about you. But then there is no need for me to... Because Ale, the thing is that if I will be here and the guy will be in disco, eh? and Charlie is lining up all the women and enjoying all the drinks from cognac to, I mean, to Bailey's to whatever and the guy is charming and he's smoking everything he has to smoke and he's going to do his sakawa and has all the man. He's enjoying it. You know he's going to hell anyway. He signed his death warrant already. Then now I'm in church. I said, I'm fasting and praying and believing God and everything. Then by the time we all open our eyes, we all find ourselves in hell. Ah! Oh, I don't know about you. <laughs> we, we all find ourselves in hell. I open my eyes. The guy is there. Yet I know him when he was in the world. Charlie, he can change about. Why did he die? There is no business me city. I should have also joined him. Then I know that if I am going to hell, I'll go proper. Do you know that when he still want tuba of yam? Eh? One tube of yam. And somebody goes to rob a whole bank. When they arrest the two of you and they take you to court, they will jail you who stood the tube of yam more years than the one who robbed the bank. And say we want to be righteous. Be righteous. Not in between. Because Charlie, the thing is a serious thing. Amen. Can I go on? I've given you only what? One. Am I right? He said, no, thieves. He said, and such were some of you. But you were washed. In other words, we used to be like that. But God has saved us. 
but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. And he said, all things are lawful for me. Tell somebody, all things are lawful for me. You see, the, the problem we have is the, is, the, is, the, is the righteousness thing where he said, when I sin, I ask for forgiveness. You see, the reason why God put the clause of forgiveness for you to ask is that when you forgive, when you ask for forgiveness and he forgives you, you don't go doing the same thing again. That is all. But not repeating it again. He said, all things are lawful for me, but all things are not helpful. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Food for the stomach and the stomach for food, but God will destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for sexual immorality, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And he said, and God both raised up the Lord and will also raise us up by his power. Amen. So the body that God gave us, it is for him. It is not for sexual immorality. Hallelujah. Now, the next point. I gave you 1 Corinthians chapter 6. Am I right? Okay. Leviticus chapter 20 verse 12. He said, if a man lies with a daughter-in-law, both of them shall surely be put to death. They have committed perversion. Their blood shall be upon them. Verse 13. If a man lies with a male as he lies with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination. They shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. If a man marries a woman and a mother, it is a wickedness. They shall be burned with fire both he and they, that there may be not wickedness among you. And he says, if a man meets with an animal, he shall surely be put to death, and you shall kill the animal. If a woman approaches any animal and meets with it, you shall kill the woman and the animal, they shall surely be put to death, their blood is upon them. If a man takes his sister, his father's daughter, or his mother's daughter, and sees her nakedness, and she sees his nakedness, it is a wicked thing, and they shall be cut off in the sight of their people. He has uncovered his sister's nakedness. He shall bear his guilt. Do you know people do it? If a man lies with a woman during her sickness, do you know what that means? Do you know what that means? <laughs> Do you know what that means? Women, do you know what that means? May, do you know the woman's sickness? Okay, then I will not tell you. It's an assignment. Go and find out. If a man lies with a woman during her sickness and uncovers her nakedness, he has exposed her flow. So now do you get it now? And she has uncovered the flow of her blood. Both of them shall be cut off from their people. Hey, Bubaba. You shall not uncover the nakedness of your mother's sister, nor of your father's sister. For that will uncover is near of kin. They shall bear their guilt. Let me leave it there. So, it's simply lots of you also in marriage. That what you know is that when the thing is flowing, that is when you want to play the game. Watch it. Deuteronomy 27, 20 to 23. Curse is the one who lies with his father's wife. Because he has uncovered his father's bed. And other people shall say. Oh, other people shall say. Yeah. Verse 21. Cast is the one who lies with any kind of animal. And other people shall say. Yeah. Cast is the one who lies with his sister. 
the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother and all the people shall say amen Cast is the one who lies with his mother-in-law and all the people shall say amen Cast is the one who attacks his neighbor secretly and all the people shall say amen so he's there <laughs> hebrews 13 4 hebrews 13 4 marriage is honorable among all have somebody say marriage is honorable so it is an honorable thing to marry i release those who are not married into marriage oh i said i release those who are not married into marriage i release you in jesus marriage is an is honorable among all and the bed undefiled but fornicators and adulterers god will judge you know who is fornicating? You know who is adulterous? Should I explain? You know it already. First Thessalonians 4, 3 to 7. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. Tell someone and say, the will of God for you is your sanctification. For this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you should abstain from sexual immorality. It has come here. It said, abstain from sexual what? Perversiveness, which is sexual immorality. Stay away from it. Stay away from it. He said that each of you should know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. In other words, the vessel there is talking about your organ. The male organ and the female organ. He said, you should do what? Possess it. Possession means what? Control. Authority. When I possess this iPad, I am the owner of it. Are you there with me? So I can control the iPad the way I want because it's for me. When I possess a car, I can drive the car anyhow. In other words, the same thing is with our organs. So he said we should be in charge of it. Don't tell me I cannot control it. Control it! Amen. He said that each of you should know how to possess. Know how. How do you do it? When you have any weakness, pray. Go to God. Cry on God. You see, Father. Say, Pastor, don't you have? Yes, we go through temptation. We go through challenges. But we still do what? Dealing with ourselves. Because we die daily. This thing called devil is not a gentleman. Please, let's be serious. It's not a gentleman oh. He can mess you up. Don't think because it's a church environment. So no, 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 no. You are joking. You think it's everybody that comes and says he loves God. And honor. Not in passion of lust. Like the Gentiles who do not know God. And he said that no one should take advantage of and defraud his brother in this matter. Because the Lord is the avenger of all such. As we also forewarned you and testified. And he said, for God did not call us to uncleanness, but in holiness. Therefore, he who rejects this, does not reject man, but God. Who has also given us his Holy Spirit. And he said, but concerning brotherly love, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. And indeed, you do not toward all the brethren who are all in Macedonia, but we urge you, brethren, that you increase more and more, showing brotherly love and sisterly love. 
is not to say, visit brother and brother now in the house. Say, can we visit me to pray? You enter, sister enter brother room and brother closes the door. And then he said, can we pray? Then before you know, the all night has turned into midnight. That is not bloodily love. Amen. So it's important for us to know that for every relationship and for us to go on with life, there are these things we should be able to take note of and not to play with. Because without it, we'll have a challenge with our relationship. Final thing I want to say is that the only way we can deal with these things is to have a mutual respect for one another. Write it down. I leave it with this. Mutual respect. Mutual respect. When you the guy, you respect the lady you are courting or you are dated, you will not go sleeping with the friends. If you don't respect her, that is why you can go and do that. If a man says he loves you and cannot stay for you, the man doesn't respect you. I'm telling you, take this from me. If a woman says she loves you and cannot stay with you, but can go after other men, she doesn't respect you. It's very important. For every center of every relationship is respect for one another. When I respect you, I will value you. And anywhere I am, I will make sure I will not do anything that will hurt you. The question I always ask is that if nobody is there, can you be proud enough to say what you do? If your wife should per chance chance on you, how will you feel? Hello? That which is your secret? I'm leaving you with this question. Ask yourself before you say, me, I'm okay. If your husband or your wife to chance on you in your secret in what you are doing, will you be proud of what you are doing and will you be happy? In the bathroom. In the corner. When you are alone. When you travel, when nobody is there, just think for a moment that if somebody should come to me right now, what I am doing, will I be confident enough to say, I am okay? Now, if you can be okay, the Bible says that if our conscience does not judge us, then we have not seen. But if our conscience judges us, then we have seen. So if already the thing you are doing, you are not confident about it and you are hiding, then know that you have already seen. Don't do it. If you are hiding to drink and you know that when I chanced on you and somebody see you drinking and it's bad, then don't drink. But if you can drink it and you know they are okay, then fine. Because anything that you are condemned already, you are already condemned. So the question I want to ask you is that how proud are you doing what you are doing and how happy will you be if it is found out? Will you be happy or you feel bad? Ask somebody, will you be happy or you feel bad? Tell the person, if you feel bad, then stop it.
Simple. Because you see, it's not every bad you feel that you can overcome. But there are some bad you feel that you cannot overcome. I tell people that whenever I tell you anything, it's no more a secret. So please, take note of this. Your friend's husband is not your husband. Your friend introduced to your husband and that is when you are going to roll yourself and hello. Then your voice changes. It's not your husband. Don't give the man thoughts. Amen. Please be, be disciplined. And you guy, it's not every lady you should follow. In fact, if you are a hunter in this church, today, put down your gun and stop hunting the ladies. Because they need to go on with their life. I'm arresting this case here. And I know that you will work with it. So that you can help each other for us to stay holy and pure. To continue serving God. Because that is the only way we can be a blessing. God bless you for hearing me. much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Legon. We know you've been blessed by God's word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastlegon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435. You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. On Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. for our empowerment teaching service. And Fridays at 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you, I know I'm covered. No greater